This is Melissa Golden, and you're listening to Freedom in Numbers, and this is The Morning Mouthful. Of course, this weekend, all the big news is the Trump rally in Tulsa. Uh, turned out to be a pretty peaceful, peaceful rally this weekend. Some protesters out front. Uh, nothing too crazy, though. Actually, significantly less crazy than we all anticipated. Estimates show about 6,200 people in attendance after a reported potential attendance of over a million people. Uh, reports are coming out of trolls of TikTok and K-pop fans. Uh, apparently, was what uh, crashed the rally, or at least that's who is the loudest about bragging about crashing the rally. Um, I think the people are finally starting to figure out how much power they have to influence the government. Uh, although, from what I understand, a majority of these TikTok, which I'm not a TikToker, I'm not even sure how to use TikTok, uh, but apparently a majority of these people um, have ways to make fake phone numbers and and fake information to troll and sign up for whatever and whoever they want. Um, And and that actually posed a huge problem for the Trump rally uh, because everybody's so tired of getting tear gassed already that with a million people in attendance, there was quite a bit of uh, talk of potentially um, some chaos and some riots and some protests uh, that I th- I really do believe scared a lot of people off from this rally. It probably doesn't help that it was an incredibly hot and steamy weekend in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, as it usually is in the uh, the end of June, especially after a, a much needed rain. But uh, you know, I talked to quite a few folks uh, on Friday in downtown Tulsa. We uh, we went and ran some errands and. And the craziest part about it, in my mind, is that uh, we actually saw quite a few QTs, quick trips, boarded up across the Tulsa area, which, you know, they talk in the South about, uh, they have an economic index in the South called the Waffle House Index, because Waffle House is never closed, they're absolutely everywhere, and uh, they're pretty impervious to economic downturns, natural disasters, civil unrest. And, and as a Tulsa resident, uh, QT is definitely kind of our, our Waffle House index. The QTs are, are usually pretty impervious to just about anything, but apparently not uh, domestic terrorism, as I would, I would boldly classify uh, what we're seeing now. Uh, as domestic terrorism, I mean, we've got the people so, so terrified of, of tear, ga- tear gas and, and police repercussion and, and all of these things um, and the, the potential for some major upheaval that um, people didn't show up. Uh, I, I feel sorry for the guy that drove down from Minnesota on Monday and camped out there all week. Uh, just to get first. I mean, he still got first in line. I'm sure he should still got first seat pick, but uh, must have been a little bit disappointing. But I mean, the boarding up of the QTs, especially the one on Gilcrease, um, was a little surprising. And and it went so far as as many businesses in downtown Tulsa also boarded up their businesses. 
a vast majority of ATMs in downtown Tulsa were boarded up for days in in preparation for Juneteenth uh, celebrations on Friday and in preparation for the Trump rally on Saturday. And, and like I said, this this to me uh, is is nothing short of domestic terrorism. You've got the common man, the common law abiding man, um, too too afraid to even get out to to a rally. Even even if you're not a Trump supporter, you know we had a lot of people, myself included, that aren't necessarily Trump supporters, but would have loved to have gone, just because it's a you know it's a it's a landmark kind of event, especially in light of the fact that we've got a pandemic and you know, all the racial tensions going on across the United States would have been something interesting to go to. But uh, even with us, our fears of of it getting out of hand and getting out of control steered us away from it. And with the, the potential for a million people being there, uh, where are you going to park? How far do you want to walk in uh, 90 degree weather with 85% humidity? And so I think it's a combination of factors that kind of scared folks away. And like I said, when you start to see uh, QTs boarded up <laughs> gives you the impression that uh, shit's about to hit the fan, uh, which it didn't. Like I said, it was overall incredibly peaceful, except for the fact that you know there's there's outcry of of racial racially heated language used during the rally. I personally haven't watched the entire one hour and forty one minute address just because I really can't listen to Donald Trump speak for that amount of time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so interesting, interesting turn of events in the Trump rally this weekend. Of course, all the internet trolls are, are bragging about what a disaster it was and, and even saying that Trump himself was very upset with the attendance. But I tell you what, 6,200 people on a very, very hot Saturday on Father Day, Father's Day weekend in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of uh, potentially the beginnings of a race war in the United States, I'd say 6,200 folks, 6,200 folks that were very, very excited to be there uh, is nothing to be disappointed in, in my personal opinion. Uh, in other news, Tom Petty's family is actually... Um, filing a cease and desist against Donald Trump for using the song I Won't Back Down at the Trump rally. Um, Not the first time that they've come against Republican politicians for using I Won't Back Down in their rally. It's supposed to be apparently a song for the underdog, uh, not presidential candidates or presidential nominees. Uh, Looking forward for the week, on Friday, the House will vote to make Washington, D.C. the 51st state of the United States. Uh, yet again, another thing I find odd that this is what they're focusing on, this is what they're worried about in light of everything else uh, going on in the world right now. And, and on top of on top of that, we've got New York City's American Museum of Natural History to remove the Theodore Roosevelt statue that has stood outside of the museum, at the, the entrance to the museum, for the last uh, 80 years, since 1940. Uh, and, and the critics of it are saying that it's not Theodore Roosevelt that they have a problem with. It's the statue itself and that it depicts Theodore Roosevelt on horseback 
uh, with a Native American on one side and an African American on the other, and that it it is imagery of subordination of the people of color versus uh, Big Bad White Theodore Roosevelt on a horse. Now, Theodore Roosevelt has been praised as one of the greatest presidents of the United States. He's in the top five for overall approving, approval ratings uh, as U.S. presidents go. Did some phenomenal things for conservation, national parks, and as far as I knew, he was a beloved uh, hero of the American West, kind of that cowboy figure. Um, but apparently the imagery alone, not his merit, because he is actually a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Um, apparently, as we said uh, in this weekend's podcast, merit doesn't seem to matter near as much anymore as the optics. So due to those optics, uh, say goodbye to yet another uh, American history statue in the United States. And now, Morning Mayhem. So this weekend, Chicago had to remind the United States that they are not going to budge on giving up the title of the United States' most dangerous city. It's kind of a running joke when I lived in St. Louis that uh, St. Louis and Chicago were in this heated battle for uh, most needless murders and killings over weekends. And actually, Chicago hit a really, really high milestone this weekend with 101 shot and over 14 people dead, including a three-year-old child who was in the back of her father's car on their way to the park. Uh, vehicle pulled up, opened fire. The father was grazed and survived, and the three-year-old died. Uh, among the dead are a 17-year-old, a 16-year-old. And the craziest part about this, and, and this is not uncommon in Chicago, the craziest part about this is that they actually have uh, the full-face picture of one of the suspects in a double homicide, actually the murder of the 17 and 16 year old. Uh, and as far as I know, they are still unable to get anybody to come forward and identify this young man. Uh, he himself doesn't look a lot older than 16 or 17 years old and is looking at uh, double murder charges. So uh, another exciting weekend. Uh, let's see what today, I tell you, Mondays are always just absolutely riveting in the world of news. So let's see what the rest of this week has for us. And join me again here tomorrow morning. Hey, freedom loving listeners. Thank you for being a part of this morning's mouthful. If you need a little more freedom in your day, feel free to check out our weekend edition of Freedom in Numbers. We'll see you tomorrow.